He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! Oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you. Live from Southern Hills Country Club here in Tulsa on a Saturday as the third round of the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship is in the books. Steve Stricker sits on top at six under, followed by Alex Chake at five, and then Mike Weir at three under par. Craig Humphreys, Huntman, joining us as well on a Saturday. Gentlemen, what a day of golf it was at Southern Hills. 70 degrees, sun shining wind swirling it was a phenomenal day of golf i thought it was awesome out there today the pins were tucked it definitely played as the hardest day there were only six guys under par total um and at the end of the day i mean steve stricker played uh pretty much a flawless round of golf boys um and and then obviously alex chaco with a two under he played his last 16 holes uh at four under par uh after bogeying number one and number two which are Um, two very hard golf holes with this wind right and then i would say the big story of the day uh at least to me is mike weir uh goes out and shoots a four over uh not his best day and so while we were talking yesterday we thought it might be you know he might go out and win this tournament by five. Well, it turns out that Stricker uh, is up by one on Chaka and, you know, up by three on Mike Weir. So it's going to be an interesting day tomorrow. We could have a we could have a, ba- a big battle out there. Yeah, and we'll we'll have some audio after the break um, from both of those uh, both of those guys talking about how their rounds went. You know, you look at you look at Stricker's scorecard to go to your point, Sam. He only made one five on the scorecard all day, and that was number fifteen or number uh, thirteen, which is wow. uh, which, which is, is the par five. five. Yeah. yeah. So his only two bogeys were on number six, which I'm not sure of how he bogeyed. And uh, number four was with him on number six. Two par threes. Yeah. yeah I was with six him on number 14. six, and he went just long right of a long right pin, and then he tried to spin it up there close and he landed a foot short of where he needed to and it just stu- it landed into the grain and it just stopped so then he was 20 feet away and two putted from there for four and what was the what was the putty missed on 14 four feet five feet? putty missed on 14 i'd say was probably more in the six foot range he, he was on the green but he was about 40 or 50 feet away and it just came in a little hot he, probably he, got about six feet and, and, he had an uphill downhill putt yeah he ran he ran by about like five or six feet like kobe said missed coming back yeah yeah so to, to play around southern hills and to only have have the one five, which which was only on the the par five, is pretty good. And you look, we were talking about Mike Weir earlier. I mean, he he was one under on the day through eleven holes, no bogeys, one birdie on three. Um, we'd already seen him miss some short putts up until that point. Um, I saw him miss about a, a four footer for birdie on number four, and then starting on twelve was kind of where it went wrong for him. Hits it over um, to the left in the trees on twelve, um, missed a short putt there for bogey, so he ends up making double. Hits one probably one of the worst wedge shots I've ever seen into thirteen into the front bunker, and he, ends up he making had seventy five yards in and I mean he hit it in the one place he couldn't hit it short-sided in the front bunker yeah and you know all that being said he's still in the final group tomorrow he's only three shots back of the lead and I mean Craig you were out there with that group for a lot of the day like I was we missed a bunch of short putts on the back nine he's still right in it Stricker hold the bunker shot on 16 it was exciting golf I mean real quick obviously we'll we'll hear from him later like obviously in person in in the interviews Um, but I was just going to bring up the fact that you know he said that it it didn't feel really off, but Southern Hills makes you feel really off, mm-hmm. and, and it, it can go south in a hurry. That, that's a great quote right there. And I was asking you guys, I said, did Weir come in? I mean, after shooting four over. And he could not have been nicer. <laughs> and and he you was said great. he gave you a great interview. And, and to Kobe's point, I mean, through 11 holes, he is sitting there one under on the day. He has had 10 pars and a birdie at number three, and, and he's eight under for the tournament through 11 holes. And back to what Taylor was talking about, he drives it left at number 12, really had to play out sideways, right? He said he, he was completely blocked. Yeah, he, he was. I, I was yeah. right next to him. He was a yard behind a big, fat tree trunk. He had to go out sideways. Weir actually played his third shot on 12 before Stricker hit his second Where shot. Where he made his mistake was on his third shot. Yes. He, he missed, missed the it, and he left it on like, the bank to the right. What was short-sided. it, 120 yards yeah. tops? Yeah, short-sided. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was 12 and 13, back-to-back really bad shots inside of 120 yeah. yards. Yeah. And then he pitched up as Kobe said, and misses the short putt for bogey, and so he doubles 12, had the bogey that you're talking about where he hit the poor third shot into the bunker at 13, and then 
bogeys 15 and 16 back-to-back, so that's five over in those five holes. And by the way, missed about a three-footer on 15 for par. That's right. And then, so he comes to 17, he drives the green. Now, it's a tough two-putt. He drives it to the front of 17, but... I mean, when he desperately needed a birdie at, at 17, he three-putts 17 for par. Well, and we'll say this. It's a yeah. tough two-putt because he's yeah. about 70 feet away. Yeah. But once he hit the first putt, it was no longer a tough two-putt because he hit a great lag. He lagged it up to three and a half, maybe four feet, and there was very little break in the next one. And he just hit a bad putt and missed another short one. So yeah. I, I did find it interesting. 17 today was playing 286 yards. And just for a point of reference, you know, people think these seniors lose a lot of distance and stuff. Steve Stricker and Mike Weir both hit three wood on 17, which was playing 286. Stricker went over the green, mm-hmm. and Weir was just on the front fringe because he landed in the upslope. I will say I asked Strick today about his driving accuracy today. He's, and, I, and I asked him, I said, it had to be a huge advantage to you hitting out of the fairway all day when – everyone was talking about how tough these pin locations were and how tucked they were. Um, and he said, absolutely. You know, it, you have to be hitting out of the fairways. You can't be hitting out of those Bermuda rough uh, catching flyers when these pins are tucked up on tiers. And, and then T-Dub asked a good question. Um, you, you, I think you asked him, you know, um, about hitting the middle of the greens and how even if you're in the middle of the greens, it's not some gimme two-putt out here at Southern Hills, especially when the pins were – were where they were today. Ask Rocco if anything's a gimme two putt. <laughs> I mean, Rocco shot 78 today, and I, I stopped counting his putts. I, I didn't have a calculator on me. It, uh, I, I love my you man. You can't do my boy Rocco like Dude, that. Dude, I love Rocco. He's my favorite guy out here. That's why it was so hard to watch him putt the way that he did. Yeah. I promise if Rocco was sitting in this chair next to me right now, he'd say, fellas, I don't know what happened today, but those holes were not he, regulation He size. needed <laughs> the black jays and not the uh, white and blue ones. He needs the claws. He, he, he needs a hand to saw a cigar is what he needs to do. <laughs> but you know, guys, one guy that we haven't really brought up, and we really should, he's in he, solo second right now, um, one stroke behind Stricker. I mean, he, uh, Alex Jacob bogeyed his first two holes of the day, guys. Bogeyed one and two, both really tough holes, and then proceeds to go four under on his last 13 holes. I mean, that's just phenomenal golf. And I, um, I didn't really realize until I started doing a little more deep diving and it refreshed my memory. Um, Chaka beat Stricker at the uh, the Regions Traditions Tournament, yep. the very first mm-hmm. major of the um, uh, uh, Champions Tour this year. And so that was that a was few only, weeks ago. Yeah. That was only take us like third start, I think, yep. on the Champions yeah, Tour. Yeah, he, battle he's, it out again. He's, yeah. he's a young fifty, so yes. yeah, he hasn't been. He's not been out there very long. And so all, all th- three guys near the top. Stricker's the oldest at fifty four. Weir is fifty one, and then Chaka's fifty. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that that'll be interesting to have. This is the second major the calendar year uh the first one the guys in the final group had already went into a playoff so i think that uh, i think that that's going to make for some really entertaining golf tomorrow just just from that aspect not even the chance of we're playing who, who should be leading this term if not for a bad yep. four to five hole stretch well and then uh Chayka's big thing today was how he hit his irons because he hit 14 greens in regulation today in that win with those pins uh that's huge on a day like today and to put it in perspective you might say oh 14 greens you know for a pro golfer, that should—that's a little above average on on a great day. You know what I mean? But he, on a day like today, out at Southern Hills in a major, man. I mean, I think he ranked fifth in greens and regulation, and that's fourteen. That's how that's how tough it was. Like it was playing today. Well, these yep. greens are small. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. these aren't these aren't uh, your traditional Pete Dye or Tom Fazio greens that are just massive with like three tiers on them. These things are about the size of a table, and they still break a lot. So, I mean, you know, that goes to like what I mentioned about Stricker, and he'll allude to it afterwards. Is that you know, if you get a lead and you start playing conservatively, and you know, traditionally you want to aim at the middle of the green. At this course, you can't really do that because you could leave yourself a thirty footer down hill and you could three putt or sometimes four putt it if the wind gets blowing too hard well stricker's two playing partners shot 40 on the second nine today we're in yeah. rocco shoot 40 stricker par 35 by the way par 35 so they shoot five over on that nine we're in rocco did stricker shoots one under so he beat his playing partners by six shots on the back nine and then Chaka shot a 32 on that nine he beat stricker by a couple of shots yeah, on, on the back salty. nine and, yeah. and it could have been yeah. one lower Chaka was about an inch from holding out his approach shot on 15 as a pitching wedge he talks about that a little bit here let's hear from alex Chaka uh on his third round today here at southern hills it's a few minutes but it's really good stuff from Chaka. alex 14 greens in regulation today uh, distance control obviously paramount today, and you have to be happy with how how you hit your irons today. Yes, um, yes. It's as I said, it, it was tricky with the wind. Um, this course is already tricky with, with without the wind. Uh, you know, you put 10, 10 miles an hour crosswinds, downwinds into the wind. 
um, it, it's it's tough to pull the clubs, but um, I, I I was really sharp. I really focused, and I it's it's easy to to make a actually a good shot and walk off with a bogey or double bogey here. You know, if you just don't judge the wind as well. Um, so I'm uh, I, I was happy. I judged the wind very well, and I, and I hit the shots the way I wanted. That that's you know key number two. And then your par save on 18, heck of a par save, has to leave a good taste in your mouth going yeah. into the final group yes, tomorrow. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, 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 I didn't want to drop a shot. You know, I, I it was a tough four iron. I didn't feel comfortable with a you know left to right wind. With I was a little bit above the ball. But, um, you know, it was a great up and down. A little bit tricky. I, I was hoping it's going to go in the second bunker. That would be a little bit easier. But, uh, it's, I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm grinding every day. <laughs> Alex, you mentioned earlier about your bad start. You went bogey-bogey, but then you end up playing your last 13 holes at four under in these tough conditions. Was there anything that clicked for you that made that happen, or was it just kind of the putt started to fall in? Um, yeah, I, I kind of had the same mindset like like yesterday. I didn't want to lose too much ground, um, you know. And I saw saw the boys behind me being already like eight under and six under, you know. And I'm dropping a couple of shots and I'm one under. So, um, but again, I thought if I make a couple of birdies uh, coming in, and you know, maybe one of those boys drops uh, one or two shots, what is doable on this golf course? Anything can happen, and. Uh, you know, as we see, it's bunched up again uh, after 54 holes. So, uh, again, I'm just grinding, trying to make good shots and, you know, good putts and riding the wave. And it looks like with the uh, um, with the um, golf done, you'll be in the final group with Steve Stricker tomorrow, who you in actually beat at the first major in a playoff at the Regents Tradition. Do you have any uh, feelings about that, any good momentum, knowing that uh, you'll be in the group with him already beating him in a um, playoff at the first major? Yeah, yeah but... You know he's a he's such a great player. He's a a, a tough nut to crack. So uh, uh, I' gonna have to play really good golf. You know, be lucky. Um, again, it it all depends uh, who's gonna play better tomorrow. You know, it's it, it's actually very simple. You know, who's gonna play better? Who's gonna uh, have a, a great chance of winning this tournament? Yeah, and he does have a great chance of winning this tournament, just as good as uh, Steve Stricker. I mean, he's won back. So these all these guys, all three of them, are going to go out in that final group tomorrow. And, you know, you don't want to automatically declare it a three-horse race because one of these other guys, Petrovic, Choi, Lini, uh, Jerry Kelly, they could go out and shoot a low one tomorrow, and you never know where bogeys could be made at the top of the leaderboard. But, I mean, it goes 6-5-3 with Stricker, Chaka, Weir. And then there's a two-shot drop-off to Petrovic and Choi, and then you get even further down the list. So that final group, it, it's... I feel like it's going to have a very much three-way match play type feeling to it. They know that they're going to have to beat the guys they're playing with if they're going to win the championship. Well, this isn't this isn't necessarily a course that you can go out and shoot seven under on the front nine and make a run. You know, I mean, this is at, at the end of the day. I mean, even Petrovic and, and KJ who are down at one under. And I mean, uh, shout out to KJ. I was going to bring up him earlier. I watched him. He he bogeyed nine, ten, eleven back to back to back and ended up birding uh, fifteen and seventeen coming in. So um, great job to get it in at one under, and maybe that gives him a little momentum tomorrow but you know guys I think unfortunately with all these guys down there even Jerry Kelly who um, who had played a bogey free round today during um, press conference you, you could tell he was talking about how he just wasn't hitting it the best that he wanted to so I think it'll be hard for him to go out and shoot a low number but yeah, he, he didn't make a bogey and he said he hit it wasn't hitting it yeah the how, in the world, how in the world do you play bad and not make a bogey at Southern Hills I, mean, uh, I don't know. I can't relate. Getting it up and down from the trash can. I can't relate. That's uh, not Pe golf I play. The Petro Golf, I, I talked to him after the round, and he I, I said that he's fourth in driving distance and uh, fourth in greens in regulation. And that makes complete sense to me because, he, like he alluded to, he goes, I'm hitting eight irons where some guys are hitting six irons. And to these pins, that's that's paramount out there. And, and where he gained his shots today were the toughest holes this week are 1, 2, 16, and 18, and he played those holes at one under par. So... And, and you know, also I'll, I'll say this about about Stricker, and this will be something to watch tomorrow. And I kind of, I asked him about this too, and and he kind of just kind of uh, didn't really take too much notice into it. He's played the first five holes this week, guys, at six under par. He's only had one bogey and wow. seven birdies. So it yeah. seems like to me that if Stricker's able to go out and play the first five holes like he has the first three rounds, he might be able to go out and get a three or four shot lead. And then at that point, I mean, he's he's not the guy you want to be chasing, especially on a tough course like this, because he's not gonna he's probably not gonna be the type to make a whole lot of mistakes. I don't 
I don't see Stricker being the type of guy to do something, even as tough as this course is playing, doing something like what Weir did today and going five under in a five-hole stretch. I just don't know. Five over, five, five over. Five yeah. over, sorry. Yeah, I mean, Stricker could definitely go five under in five holes. Um, but, uh, you know, I just um, I don't <laughs> think that he will – with him and Jacob both being up there at six and five, I think it would take both of them to play bad to bring some of these other guys into it. And I don't – if one of them plays bad, that's another thing. I just don't see both of them playing bad. Well, so we got five guys under par right now. Yeah. Going into the final round. Mm-hmm. Five guys. So I say the winner is Southern Hills. I, I, I tell you what, I was so impressed with the golf course because it's been a number of years since I've been up here. And like Kobe said, yeah, I mean, it's got a little different look with, with some, some trees out and so forth. I was amazed, and, and I know you guys have talked about this, how, you know, with all the winter kill that we had in, in the state of Oklahoma this winter, and, and you'd never know it by looking at this golf course. I mean, it is just – it looks in perfect condition. Dad, uh, you and I were talking today yep. on uh, 16 how even the spots that they did fix the winter kill, right. it's just a different color. It just there's blends no, right there's in. There's not I mean, even you, any You can tell maybe where they've, where, where they've done it, but, I mean, just did a fantastic job getting this course in shape. And then – and you have the north wind, and I know, you, I know you guys have talked about it throughout the week, that maybe it does play a little tougher in the north wind, and who, whoever said that was probably right on the money because it played really tough today. It, yeah, and I asked Kerry Cosby this morning on the range, went up to him and just wanted to congratulate him on a great week, not only for Southern Hills, uh, but for him playing in the tournament as well. Uh, and I asked him, I said, you guys have to be proud uh, that you guys had the worst winner ever uh, and still got this championship in, in impeccable uh, shape and and he goes absolutely he goes um, we know that we can do it and we know where uh, to you know focus our attention on for next year's PGA uh, but and then I asked him you know are, are the greens going to get faster and he goes we can get them as fast as we want them you know it's just yeah I mean, that's out there man it's awesome they can do whatever they want it's awesome so Hunt man you've covered how many ever tournaments here at Southern Hills this was your first time coming to see the the new redesign since Gil Hans was here right so first what, time what was the what was the main thing that stuck out to you the main difference well i mean sam took me behind the number two green i'm looking back toward the tee at number two and 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 that's you know with the uh split fairway there and and it's got a totally different look to it uh number 12 where they moved the bunker forward i mean that's you know that that's a real plus number seven yeah number seven also yeah i mean just you know um I, I, I love everything that they've done. Also, the the other thing Sam did, he took me back to some of the new tee boxes Boy, that they have <laughs> on you number know, eight available. Number eight. Okay, so the the regular tee box is like two twenty five or yep. something. It's a long par three anyway. And Sam takes me back to this one. It's at least not where they played today. To make that clear, twenty five right. or thirty. The regular tee yes. box of the tips where they used to be. They, they played it from like one fifty today and right. tucked the pin front right. left. Yesterday it was playing like two oh six. There's a tee box back there. Every bit of 250. It might be 260. Somewhere between 250, 260, if they wanted to. Play, plays yeah. about plays about 30 <laughs> feet eight. uphill, and it would yeah. go into a south wind I, if the, if the wind then, were blowing. I took you to the tee box, the new one at number seven, um, that is behind six green. Right. Um, and then I took you to number two. That one is way back there. And then Did number you 13, you showed me yeah. where the tee box would be on, on number 13. Where they're hitting over how, 12 green. How far they could go back. Yeah, where they're About almost 640 yards. Number 18 as well. They got another tee box that's way back up in right? there in the yep. woods. Yeah, I mean, another at least so 30 yards. The thing that, that stood out to me, T-Dub. Stricker talked about that as well. I came to the 77 U.S. Open here at Southern Hills that Hubie Green won. That was the first major that I ever came to. I was younger than Sam is now. I was 24 years old. Yeah, I missed that one. I wasn't here in 77. And, uh, <laughs> and there was, it was interesting. Uh, Hubie got a death threat about number 15 of the final round in that one. But, but anyway, it's amazing to me how this course has held up over the years. Right, and and we've had all these advancements in technology and this and that, and you got five guys under par right now at Southern Hills today. I mean, this course has really held up. Why do you think that is? Over the years, it's it's just. I mean, the you know Perry Maxwell design. You, you got to put the ball in the fairway. It's you know the 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 dog legs, the up and down hills. I mean, the the undulation of the greens. I mean, we could give you a lot of reasons. The wind. Uh, the 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 wind, but. But, uh, through, you know, through all the years, and I've been to all – I mean, you, you go back through – I mean, I, 77 U.S. Open, Ray Floyd, 82, shoots a 63 coming out of the box, you know, at the PGA and kind of led wire to wire in that one. Uh, then fast forward – well, I mean, I mean, we had I, – I skipped over, and I didn't come in 70. In, in 1970, I wasn't here when Dave Stockton – I'm surely not old enough to be here when Tommy Bolton, 58, and so forth. 
but but seriously, you, you go through. I was here all, you know, at the 94 PGA that Nick Price won, the Tour Championships, obviously 2001 U.S. Open, 2007 PGA, and so forth. Uh, and it's held up through all the great players. Let me ask you this. This was the first one in May as compared to August. How did – like, did you see any differences uh, well, in May other than – the oh, rough, the, the hot. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you felt it. Forty degrees cooler. Yeah, listen, 70 degrees. I love maybe, it. maybe sixty I love, degrees cooler. I have always said I love the the move of the PGA from from August to May, and and obviously it's going to give them. You know, there's a lot of courses available in in May that might not be available to them in August. I don't know if they would have come back to Southern Hills in August after 2007. I don't think when they it was over hundred every day. People were dropping like flies that week. They, they but literally they can't get the greens <clears throat> fast enough. Right. They almost instituted that players could wear shorts that week. That's how hot it they was. Did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I they were that. dangerously close to doing. Could that. there be a better day to watch golf than there was today at Southern Hills? Oh, it, it was I perfect. Don't, I don't think there was temperatures in the mid to high sixties with a nice little uh, north breeze. No humidity. I mean, no humidity. It was just outstanding. And we still only had six guys shoot under par. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> that it's goes crazy. to show it is the. There you go. I mean, you can no, nothing in this world is perfect, but this was about, is about as close to a perfect setup Speaking as I've of that, seen in a while. That north wind that made it not as humid. Uh, it's actually going to switch to the south tomorrow, and we talked a lot with these guys that we'll hear after the break. Uh, but I think the wind switching around uh, all week has made it tougher for the players as well. So the thing that stands out to me is how lucky we are to have this course in the state of Oklahoma. And as people who love golf, for golf fans that were out here, and they said 8,000, it seemed like there were even more 8,000, but great support. But how lucky golf fans are in Oklahoma to, to get to come to Southern Hills. We get to come back here next year for the PGA Championship. Uh, and and I, I guess they're just going to keep coming here with majors as long as I'm alive. We and and another, we are very lucky. Yeah. We could have yeah. another one really quickly after uh, this one this year because this one is obviously filling in uh, for the one that was supposed to be at Trump. Yeah, and so yeah. We ne- could, next year you're talking about for the, for the main PGA Championship. Right. Yeah. Uh, and 2030 is still open because 2030 yeah. was supposed to be here. It opened up, but Southern Hills is very much in the running. Well, why don't oh, we, I was just going to say, when we talked about this too, I think this course is – they had the 2001 U.S. Open. I think it's a perfect U.S. Open golf course. I really do. I mean, you narrow yeah. up the fairways a little bit, lengthen Man, the rough. That Bermuda I mean, rough, my goodness. Yeah, nasty. They, yeah, well, nasty. I mean, if they grew it up. Well, there's some holes where if you're in the rough, you can't get over. There's forced carries. Like on 13, Rocco was in the rough, hit or a wedge just, in the water. Or just hitting up to the elevated greens yeah. out of that I think rough. there was some conversation, you know, right around the mid-2010 range, you know, that Southern Hills might not be able to host USO, may not be able to get it long enough, but then they were able to come in and make all these renovations. And seeing how the way the course is played this week, I, I think it's a par- – I mean – Perfect U.S. Open golf course. I yeah. really do. They Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Can't wait to watch a, a bunch more major championships at Southern Hills. Uh, we're going to take a break, come back on the other side. We've got the full interviews with Steve Stricker and Mike Weir. Uh, they're a little longer than the ones we usually play, but we just couldn't decide what to cut. It was all so, so good, and these are two guys who are going to be in the final group uh, with a chance to win the golf tournament. So stay with us. We'll be back on the other side here on the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. Hey, 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 hey. 
Welcome back. We are rolling along on a Saturday evening here at beautiful Southern Hills Country Club set in the hills of Tulsa. Just an unbelievable golf course. It was an unbelievable atmosphere today as the people came out. The crowds were huge following the final group, which included the leader of the tournament, Steve Stricker. Great shot today on 16 as he holed out of the bunker and played a really solid three under par round of golf. He has the lead going into the final round. Uh, and Steve Stricker, this is about uh, just shy of eight minutes worth here with Steve Stricker, but it is so, so good just him talking uh, about how the course played, about how it could play tomorrow, about his bunker shot on 16. Just a lot of great stuff in here from Steve Stricker. So everyone enjoy the Ryder Cup captain after his third round at Southern Hills. Steve, uh, really solid play today. Uh, looks like five birdies, a couple bogeys, but uh, in a on a tough, tough golf course. I imagine you're probably feeling good about how you played overall. I did, yeah. I, I uh, struck it nicely today, uh, putted it nicely. Um, the couple bogeys I made, um, just kind of some wrong clubs. I hit a four iron at um, the six hole and kind of just flagged it, penetrated right through the wind, went over the back, didn't get that up and down. And another one too, you know, hit in the middle of the green and three putted, but um, yeah, it's a tough place, and it's um, it gets your attention on a lot of shots. So it's it's a great test, and and um, I feel good about what I did today. All right, start with Ken or Sam. Let's go, Sam, on the far right. Strick, uh, you drove it really nice today. You hit a bunch of fairways. Do you think uh, playing from the fairway was a huge advantage <laughs> for you today because those pins seem to be tucked out there, and yeah. with this wind, obviously distance control is paramount. Yeah, for sure. Um, you start driving in the, in the rough here, and um, it's, a, it's a big challenge just to hold some of the greens because you're usually catching a flyer out of the rough, uh, and the pins are in these corners. Um, I actually feel like these pins are tougher this week than they were in Keough Island. Um, there, there's some real uh, tough pins on the edges in the, up above the tiers. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's a great test, and you got to be playing from the fairway. Yeah, and then take me through your shot at six bunker shot at 16. I mean, it had to feel great to steal one right there. Yeah, and that is a, that is stealing one there for sure. Um, you know, you're just trying to make four there. You know, it's a tough driving hole. Uh, I've been just sending it down the right tree line every day. I just don't want to go in that bunker. And where's he hit it in that bunker? And it's just basically a chip out. And um, so I'm just doing everything not to hit it in that bunker, and I'll take my chances over there in the right trees. And you know, it came out a little left on me out of the rough, and but in that bunker was fine. There was a lot of sand, and I was shooting right up the hill at it. You know, you're not trying. I was just trying to get it close. You know, you're not thinking that you're going to make it or anything, but uh, just trying to get a four and move on, and, you know, it happened to go in. So it's, it is, like you said, it's stealing one there for sure. Go ahead, Ken. Well, you almost hold another one on 10 today uh, for a birdie, and then Mike started having troubles on 12, and that's kind of indicative of what can happen out here if you're just a little bit off and the bogey's yeah. just start to mount yeah for sure i mean it's any hole that can jump up and get you um so you you have to just manage your your emotions your game um all the way around this place uh you know i i've gone for the green two times on 17 the last two days when they moved it up and i played the thing one over so um even when you think that carrie is giving you an opportunity to make a birdie you know it, it's uh still difficult so um yeah, you just have to know where to hit it, know where to miss it, and uh, like I said, manage your, manage your game all the way around. And Mr. Jacobs, obviously you've had played with him just a little while ago in the regions and um, went lost in the playoff, I believe. And So what do you think of his game and his... Oh, he's been playing great. Yeah, um, yeah you know, I'm going to have my hands full tomorrow. You know, I mean, he's been playing great, and, and um, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, take care of my own self and my own game and and uh, hopefully put up a good score uh, just because I know how well he's been playing and, and the confidence level that he has must be high if he's right up there again this week. So um, it's good to see him out here. You know, he started Monday as a Monday qualifier and wins a major, and, and he's in contention again here this week, so it's a great story. Jeff. You have to hit the shots, obviously, but is this one of those places that's as much a mental test as physical test? Yeah, you need the mental side for sure here. Um, you know, and I, I keep thinking about next year too when the young guys come get to play here. And you know, we're playing up a tee probably on most all the holes. And I keep looking back, and some of these are 
there's some real length here. Um, so next year you're going to have to have it all, and we need it all this year too. You know, you need to have uh, the length. Um, they're taking it easy on us for the length part probably, but um, yeah, you need every part of your game here. Um, the fairways are a little bit, I think, a little bit wider in the redo, um, but it's so much a great second shot course, and then once you get on the greens, it's, um, it's a real challenge. You know, Steve, looking looking through your scorecard uh, for the first three rounds, you played the holes one through five at six under, only one bogey being number one on the first day, including um, birdies on three, four, and five today. Is there anything about that five stretch of holes that, that appeases to your eye? Because a lot of players in the field have been playing it pretty tough. Um, no. I, um, you know, I'm just, I just stand up on each tee and, and try to get it in the fairway, and then I go from there. And, um, yeah, there's there's – nothing specific about those holes that I'm feeling like I need to get off. Well, today I, I told myself, right, let's get off to a good start. You know, where's these four shots ahead? And I didn't want to drop any shots early and, and give them, you know, a little bit more cushion. Um, so there was a little bit more pressure on myself uh, to get off to a good start. And, and, and I did um, three birdies early on and, um, and, and that helped. But yeah, there's nothing particular that, you know, in those stretch of holes, I'm just trying to take one shot at a time. Yeah, and you know, traditionally, with uh, when someone has a lead, or for example, go out tomorrow and you get a bigger lead, the kind of mindset is to aim at the middle of the green. Well, on a lot of these greens, you can be middle of the green and be in a really tough spot. Yeah. So, kind of, what is your mindset on, like, for example, if you are out to get to a multiple shot lead on the back nine, how would your uh, course strategy change or vary? Yeah, I don't think it'll change. You know, I've, I've been playing pretty conservatively here all the way around. I think. Um, you know, trying to miss it in the correct spots. Um, you know, it's it's easier said than done. But um, yeah, I just been really grinding on where to where the proper spots are to hit it on the green. And sometimes you just have to stand up there and hit the shot too. And and you know, just like 18 here today, it's just there's nowhere really to hit it. Um, but you know, right and short is probably not so good. You know, long where Weirsy was is, you know, if he had a better lie, wasn't too bad. Um, but you just got to know where to give yourself the next opportunity. I think we have and Sam for one more. I just wanted to ask you about the wind tomorrow. It's supposed to switch back to the southeast. Is there wind you're more comfortable in on this course, or does it really matter? You know, I only played um, I played the practice round in that south wind, and then we only played um, seven holes with the south wind, and we, the rain delay happened. So we never really get, got to see the, the course in that south wind, So except the practice rounds. Um, yeah, no, I, I uh, it, every course um, designer usually sets up a course for a west or southwest or south wind, you know. So anytime the wind comes out of the north, usually makes the course a little bit more difficult. And uh, and this is uh, with this wind, but um, I think it's going to be difficult tomorrow with a south wind too. So it's just uh, it's just one good test. All right, Steve, thank you. That's Steve Stricker after his third round here at the Senior PGA Championship at Southern Hills. And so much good stuff there from Stricker. He actually did play, uh, I believe it was, uh, he probably got eight holes in, seven or eight holes. Uh, he was on 17 green, so he would have played seven holes. He was on his eighth hole of the day on Thursday in a south wind, and he was dialed in. He was three under in those first seven holes uh, and, and then backtracked a little bit Friday morning when the wind flipped out of the north. But, I mean, so much good stuff there from Stricker. Uh, you can just hear the way he answers questions about this golf course, the respect he has for how difficult it is and how you really have to position your golf ball. Well, and I, I thought Taylor asked a great uh, question talking about those first five holes, and you could tell he came out today with a mindset being four strokes down. He just wanted to stay within striking distance, right, T-Dub, uh, yeah. of Mike Weir. And obviously he did that, and then we, we've talked about what he did on the second nine with, you know, uh, beating Weir by, by six shots on that nine. So so now, you know, uh, he, he's one shot up on Cheka. Cheka's been playing great golf, not only beat uh, Stricker head-to-head at the tradition, uh, he's got another top three finish here in the last three tournaments. Uh, so, uh, but 
you know, we're still sitting there only three shots out of the lead, right? So Yeah, and it seemed like for um, until that back nine today, he was playing the best golf of anyone in, in the tournament. And, you know, one thing I thought was interesting that Stricker mentioned was that he he legit felt like the, the pins were tougher this week than they were at Kiowa last week. I mean, and we saw how tough Kiowa played and how, how those pins were. I mean, so that goes to a, a testament how tough Southern Hills can be set up. I mean, if it's going to – the pins are going to be tougher than they were at Kiowa last week. I mean, that was kind of one of the main storylines Yeah, there. and earlier you said that you wouldn't necessarily necessarily see Stricker uh, going on a little bogey run. However, he played pretty much flawless golf today and even stole one, you know, at 16 with that uh, bunker shot out of the uh, front bunker at 16. Um, So anything can happen on this course. And like you guys said, it's a three-horse race where today it feels like we're It's just, you know, out of it because he had such a bad back nine. But I, I really do think that if Weir throws a couple early birdies at it, it's, it could be a, a three-horse battle coming down the stretch. Yeah, and those three guys are in the final group. We do have tee times out now. So tomorrow um, noon, straight up noon here in Oklahoma. Are they Central still time. doing pl- uh, split tees? Uh, they are still doing split tr- tees, yes, because so many guys made the cut. So they are still doing uh, split tees, top 70 in ties, and there were it was like top 67, and then all the seven overs got in. There were a ton of guys who made the cut. But it'll be straight up noon for Stricker, Chaka, and Weir, and then the group right in front of them is going to be Petrovic, uh, KJ Choi, and Jerry Kelly, Retief Goose, and Kenny Perry. Stephen Leaney in the group behind them. You, you so. got it right there. What are Some local guys, Scott Verplank, Willie Wood, yep. Brent and Joe, where, where you got them at? Yeah, so Scott Verplank's actually going to be going off uh, just about the same time as the leaders. He's going to go off at 11.54 a.m., but he'll be going off number 10 tee. So there's kind of some places on this this golf course where holes intersect and stuff, so you can maybe catch some of the leaders and catch some of Scott Verplank as well. Uh, looking for Brent Job and Willie Wood here. Brent Job will be at 10.54 off number one. Uh, another local guy there. And then Willie Wood, I can't speak. Spot here. This is in a doc, uh, This is in a uh, like PDF, not a PDF, like a picture. So I can't uh, I can't search it for the words Willie Wood. But uh, Willie Wood probably be off. Okay, I found him. He is the first group off of number one tee box tomorrow morning at nine forty eight a.m. with Jeff Sluman uh, and Doug Barron. So well, if you want to watch any local guys, how'd you miss it? Colby is at the very top. Well, I was looking all in the middle. I was scanning. I was making my life too uh. difficult. And actually, so uh, Willie Wood will be going off at nine forty eight. Two groups later at ten ten, Rocco Mediate goes off one, and then the very next group after Rocco, Ernie Els goes off number one with Tong yeah. Chai, uh, Tong Chai JD and nine and eight Stephen Ames. So good stuff. Did good, you good have stuff. any other impressions from what you heard from Stricker, Dad? Uh, the the guy is just such a classy guy, and it's going to be uh, great to have him lead the U.S. team in the Ryder Cup. Um, I, Stricker's got to be one of the most popular guys out here. I heard him talking yesterday about the fact they they talked about when he made his comeback and so forth for his career. He got in that trailer and, and spent the winter hitting balls out of the trailer and so forth. When he came back, it, it was one of the most popular comebacks that we've seen on the PGA Tour over the last 20, 25 years. It's a shame he never won a major. It's kind of shocking, yeah. to be honest. Um, and, and How about this? Let's say it's a shame he hasn't won one yet. You never know. You never Fill know. Fill yeah. the thrill. Yeah. Bring, bringing it back to the old guys. He's playing great golf. Yeah, T-Dub asked him earlier in the week if he uh, if he would ever consider picking himself, and he said absolutely not. And I tell you what, for 54 and for a guy who's never really been a bomber, man, he hits the driver well. He hit it way down there on number five today over the bunker on the left. He hit it – dude, he hit it so far down on number 12. As long as T-Shot I've seen on number 12 all week. We, I mean, he bombed it down there. We were talking about that today, Dad. And and how far he hit it past Rocco, I'm I'm trying to think. Was it number fifteen? Number twelve. I, I'm walking with Kim yeah. McLeod on number fifteen. Yeah, and he's like fifty yards past Rocco. Yeah, Rocco. Know? He, he Stricker took it right past that well, the, the yeah. left left hand bunker. I mean, he, Stricker, Stricker came about a yard inside that bunker on yeah. fifteen. And it it just, was close. It just proves how far the younger guys are hitting it right now. Yeah. Because average on the PGA Tour T Dub is like what three oh five right now on the PGA Tour three hundred maybe, and and Stricker's out there at least two ninety. Uh, uh, range out there, so he's a maybe average to below average on the PGA Tour, but he is a way above average out here with the champions, guys. And you know, this is something that that kind of gets lost in Stricker's career that a lot of people forget. I'll read off. I'm going from I'll go from 1996 um, backwards. Here's his end of the year official World Golf Ranking list. 12th, 43rd, 26th, 29th, 91st, 51st, 92nd, 285, 300, wow. 338, <laughs> 63. 5th, 15th, 3rd, 7th, 6th, 18th, 8th. 
that goes back to 2013. Wow. So, so he, uh, yeah, he, he really got after it. We, we talk about these guys who lose their game and are able to get it back. I mean, to fall to 300 or whatever in the world and to be able to, to come back and have one of the uh, – we did it a few, uh, probably a few months ago now where we had the, the only guys who have averaged 2.5 strokes gained – overall throughout the entire season yep. there was only a handful of mother and tiger and stricker was one of them and so i mean just goes to show how how much resilience and talent that he truly has uh real quick hashtag how high steve stricker is oh. that what you were pulling up no i pulled up mike weir for how high hashtag how high on, we'll start with well, steve stricker well i mean i i'm the highest one i just read it off so i say three so i'm gonna say three i don't think you got number two so you're, give you're, me three you're gonna say three uh well that kind of that yeah, kind of yeah. limits the uh, guesses well, i mean he, he could have got to two uh, he got so, to two he could have oh, did it he got okay. to two his uh his best official what about weird position was number two weird how high oh that's a tougher one because we all haven't just looked it up and, and gotten the was, answer six was it 12 i'm gonna say uh i'll split it i'll go nine he was really good in 2003 he might have been higher yeah Three? Three? Yeah. For after, Mike Weir? Wow. After the U.S. Open in 2003. Okay, we have to do it. Fields. We have to do it just because he's in the final group with the other two. We can't do both those guys and not do Chaka. So well, we already did Chaka. We did already do Chaka. We Chaka. did Chaka. I think we've day. done Chaka three times now. Yeah, I think we have. Was, was it 30-something? It was 38, yeah. I think. Uh, 33. Yeah. 33. 33, yeah. For Alex Chaka. So, uh, didn't quite have the peak that Mike Weir and Steve Stricker had, but great golfers, all three of these guys. So, 3-3 three, three and 33. Yeah, should be a ton of fun uh, to watch these guys. While we wait for the Mike Weir audio to get posted, and we'll bring that to you at the end of the uh, show today, uh, I want to remind everybody to head over to the Spine Clinic of Oklahoma. Go see Dr. Beecham and Dr. Brawley. They're both avid golfers. They'll get you taken care of. Total complete spine care Beecham does non-invasive and the spine clinic offers the capability to approach all options before surgery Dr. Beecham specializes in interventional pain management and he is double board certified in anesthesiology and pain management however if you are needing back surgery Dr. Brawley recently received the honor of being listed as one of the top 20 spine surgeons under the age of 40 in all of North America you will be in great hands at the spine clinic of Oklahoma visit thespineclinicok.com located just off Broadway extension on Britain in in Oklahoma City. Uh, gentlemen, quick leaderboard update from the Charles Schwab Challenge, where Jordan Spieth is your overnight leader heading in to Sunday. Jordan Spieth is at 15 under right now, uh, and he'll be joined in that final pairing by Jason Kokrak, who's 14 under, and then there's a four-shot drop to Sergio at 10, and then you got to drop down to eight after that. So it's not necessarily a two-horse race because you can make a lot of birdies at Colonial, but Spieth and Kokrak, uh, I mean, Kokrak 14, Spieth at 15, uh, and then Sergio's at 10. So it definitely seems like Speed and Kokrak are going to be tough to catch. Right, and then my best bet of the week was TG top 10, and he's sitting there in ninth, right? T9. T9. I, you, you might, unfortunately, you might have like we did. My bet was top 25 at whatever tournament it was. He finished 26, yep. so hopefully he doesn't <laughs> finish 11th. And to go to your point, Colby, look at Datagolf. Um, Datagolf currently has Speed at a 62% chance to win. Um, Kokrak at 34.6% chance, so I add that up. That's 98, or uh, yeah, n- I'm sorry, 96.6% chance. And then Sergio's probably like 2%. 2.3%. So, yeah. so, so the field, other than those three guys, is a combined like one percent for anybody. Did so you ever catch what Spieth was before the tournament? What uh, his odds were to win? Yes. Yeah, I can I can look it up real fast. Spieth before the tournament, I think, was in the like ten to one. It range. had to be one of the the highest ranked uh, percentages to win. Not nearly as high as Steve Stricker, because I think Spieth was like 10 to 1. Steve Stricker coming into this tournament well, was plus I know, 325. I'm talking about on the PGA yes, Tour. Obviously yeah. he, I think tour. Sam was talking analytics as opposed to, you know, oh, you're, you're okay, thinking yeah, odds yeah. wise. I got you. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Oh, yeah. data golf. Percentage yeah, data to win. Golf, yeah. I got you. Uh, Spieth was 6%. Uh, Morikawa was 5.3%. JT was at 5%. That surprises so, okay. me a little bit that it was only 6%, because I've seen Rom up in the 8 to 9 range in some yeah. tournaments. It's still, in I mean, some you, big tournaments, too. You still have to think about it, though, too. Spieth's playing really good golf lately. But he still actually only hoisted one trophy since the yep. 2017 Open. So it, it is really hard to win on the PGA Tour. It's also hard to win in Scottsdale for these guys at the uh, NCAA National Championships. Guys, we've been begging for it all year. All we want is a bad, Bedlam National Championship. And look, anything can happen in match play. But we're off to a good start in Scottsdale. Oklahoma State leads the team portion of the event at six under par as a team led by Bo Jin, who is eight under par as an individual and is leading the tournament by three shots. And then 
then OU sits in second, five shots back at one under, and Oklahoma has a couple of individuals up in the top five, Quade Cummins and Jonathan Brightwell, both sitting T4 right now at three under. So that's five shots back of Bo Jin, but there's 36 holes left, so there's so much golf still to be played. And, and say where reband is for PGA Tour U rankings as well. Uh, yeah, so uh, reband. Also, I should note, uh, PGA Tour U tweeted out earlier what the scenario was for Quade to jump reband. So Quade Cummins this week, in order to jump from sixth to fifth and get over Garrett reband, uh, because of the point differential, Quade has to win the tournament and have reband finish 139th or worse. What? Wow. Is Be- it really? Yeah, because it's like a 100-point drop-off, I guess. I, it, you know, it's just the, the way the points work, I don't know exactly how it's all weighted, but PGA Tour U, the official account, tweeted out at 141 today that Quaid has to win and have reband Wait, finish even, 139th or worse. Even if he beats Ekro or, uh, or Chun on you I mean, or I'm, Pack? I'm, I'm just telling so, you so what that, PGA Tour U said. He's, so, he's got to yeah, win, reband 139. So, so that means that the top five set then. Not necessarily because well, Garrett Reband could easily he's, finish 139th he's, he's or worse. He's for 126 right now. Yeah, and, and I mean, Quaid's Reband, in fourth. Reband How many shots back is Quaid? Quaid is five shots back of Bo Jin, but yeah. with 36 holes but, left, yeah. that's but, a ton but, of golf. But take this into consideration, guys. Would you say it to finish 130th or whatever? 139th or worse. So okay. you'd have to finish well, almost well, dead last. There's only, there's only 152 players counting scores. And one thing, too, to mention, guys, is there's eight players already who were taken out as individuals um, for the team, so they can't even be counted as the team portion. Exactly. So um, if, let's say, you do that another couple times we get down to 147 there's no way reband's going to finish in the bottom 17 I mean, people i mean i mean i guess there's a small chance it's incredibly unlikely i mean basically quade would have to win the tournament and reband would essentially have and, to finish last and we're also saying that uh that quade goes out and wins i mean i think bo jen's playing unbelievable golf right he's leading by three i mean you gotta go out and catch him too yeah, so, and I mean, they cut it to low 15 teams after tomorrow right Kobe? they do yes for the final round point, it'll correct. be low 15 yeah the hand, and i don't know what the number of individuals is but if you're within so many of the individual leaderboard, you'll get to come back if you're not one of the top 15 teams. I think my surprise of the day, speaking of Big 12, was Texas Tech oh. is 21 over on the day right now. Texas Tech uh, is leading after day one, by the way. They are, Yeah, and they are and not even finished with their round. They're on holes 13 through 15. And right now, uh, you have Andy Lopez, who shot four o- or is at four over. Aberg, Ludwig Aberg, who we've talked a lot about, really talented guy from Texas Tech. He's six over through 13, and then they have a four over, a seven over, and they're dropping an eight over. And, I mean, that is just extremely surprising after their great play yesterday. And, obviously, um, OU only have one guy play bad. They they seem to have four guys have a really bad day today. Yeah, and you just you can't have that at the national championships. Texas had it yesterday. I didn't even realize. I didn't really examine the leaderboard too much yesterday, and then today I started to, and I saw that Texas had to take two 77s yesterday. Today, Texas' low score on the team was Travis Vick, who shot 72. Pearson Cootie, the second-ranked amateur in the world, was removed from the benched. lineup after day one. Yeah, he was benched for somebody else. Texas currently sits in 22nd place in the team portion of this contest and guys they are now uh 16 shots out of eighth with 36 holes that, to play they're Baby. actually moving up a little bit they were like 25th or 26th earlier so maybe <laughs> maybe the course is playing tough and some of these other teams will drop down a little bit but uh, i mean honestly guys with how good ou and osu are playing i don't want texas anywhere in that in, in, in that match play well, like yeah, they're florida state ranked number two i mean they're tied for 14 uh georgia's number 12 they're tied for 19 and so it's going to be it's going to be quite a fight for the top 15 tomorrow yeah it is i mean top 15 is going to be crazy the and yeah. then on monday i love watching monday afternoon whenever all those teams are trying to make it into the match play because it every, every year you get three four five teams that are within five shots of each other out coming to like 14 and 15 t box and guys have to make birdies to get in it, it i mean it creates some serious drama one of my surprises of the tournament other than uh sam houston state who i mentioned yesterday who went hoosiers you know and at regionals and played with four guys and now they're in fourth place and they're halfway through their round they're not playing very good either on the day but they're still in fourth place after their great play yesterday the team with the lowest uh team total today other than Oklahoma State is North Carolina that's a team that we haven't really talked about a whole lot but a 278 after a 288 in the first round uh, that has them all the way up in a tie for sixth Uh, so they are uh, getting one of those spots that uh, maybe uh a team like Clemson, who is on the outside looking in, or an Arkansas, who is on the outside looking in, uh, really would like today. And for those of you wondering how Tyson Reeder is playing as well, he's one over through 14 
uh, three over total for the tournament and tied for 42nd. Uh, so Arkansas not having their best tournament uh, of the year either. Yeah, Greyhawk is apparently playing tough. It's eating some guys' lunch, and we should give an Austin Eckroad update. Uh, I know the job both picked him to win. I had Brightwell, but I can't believe none of us took Bo Jen now in hindsight uh, with the golf he's been playing. But Austin Eckroad at one point was T93 yesterday. He's now up to T42. Nice little 69. One under par today for Eckroad, so he kind of got it together, uh, and that was really good for Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State and Oklahoma could finish 1-2 in stroke play, that would guarantee that they wouldn't meet in match play until the national championship. Now, anything can happen in match play. It's incredibly rare that the one seed in stroke play wins in match play. I think the only time it's actually happened was in 2018 when Oklahoma State did it at Karsten. It's never been done on the women's side, so it's just something about the one seed curse puts all the pressure on you, and, and the one seed usually falls uh, before the national championship, but I mean, one and two, that's as good as it gets for, for a chance for a Bedlam national title. So, Bojan, right now, in first place after that 65 today, and the top two players for Oklahoma, Brightwell and Quade Cummins, each right now, tied for fifth. I know there's still golf to be played in this uh, second round, but uh, right now, Brightwell and Quade, tied for fifth. Yeah, and Brightwell's been playing good golf for a few weeks now. And you know something you mentioned, Colby, about watching on Monday is that, you know, not only because I'm like you, I much enjoy, you know, watching those last eight teams come down, who's going to make the match play, but I went back and looked on it, guys. We've had four playoffs for the individual title going back to 2005. And I mean, so that makes wow. for some really good entertainment too. So yeah. I mean, I mean, Bo Jin looks like he's playing really good. Might be. But, but can you imagine if we had like Bo Jin Quade Cummins playoff? Oh, for a that'd national be so title? awesome! Hey, and and it looks like we could have two straight OSU uh, individual national titles. You're right, Matt Wolf's the defending champ. We could go Matt Wolf Bo Jin. How crazy is that, Craig? We talked about that the other day. Yeah. Matt Wolf's the defending yeah. champ. Uh, no, that, that's good stuff. I, I, and we forget how well he played a couple of years ago, 2019. The Obviously, yeah. there wasn't one in 20. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, Good stuff. All right, let's circle back now. Mike Weir is three under par after a back nine 40 today at Southern Hills. Southern Hills is an absolute beast. Uh, so here's Mike Weir. Again, a little bit longer interview, kind of like Stricker, but he just gave so, so many good answers. Uh, we just had to let you hear from Mike Weir. Uh, so you will have heard from all three players that will be in tomorrow's final pairing here at Southern Hills for the final round of the Senior PGA Championship. Here is Mike Weir following round three at Southern. We are here with Mike Weir, who just – Put up a 74 in the third round. He is currently three under par for the championship in third place. Uh, Mike, perhaps not the back nine you were looking for, but the good news is you go into the last round with a position, a real position to win. And yeah. uh, that's kind of the, the end game, really, here, isn't it, after three rounds? Yeah, it is. I mean, sure, I'm not, I'm not happy with uh, the way things turned out today. But, um, yeah, I have a good chance tomorrow. I'm... It was one of those days. It was, uh, you know, it was um, a little bit of bad golf, a little bit of uh, misfortune. You know, the wind was difficult, and I seemed to, you know, there's a little bit of guessing out there, and I seemed to guess wrong uh, quite a bit. But um, all in all, you know, um, I feel good about my game. I was a little bit off, um, missed a few short putts, and um, just got to do a little better job tomorrow to, to have a chance. And you know, Strick's playing great, so he's, you, I'm going to have to play well to, to catch him. And so is Alex; he's playing well too. All right, uh, let's start with Ken here. We saved the par on nine with about a 25 or 30 footer. Mm, mm-hmm. and then you get to 12 tee, you're still eight under. And then was that blocked totally by the tree on your drive there? Yeah, it was totally, totally blocked by the tree. And then, uh, you know, kind of, kind of compounded that error. Yeah. Um, you can't miss it right at that flag. And, and made, uh, it made a six. And, and then, uh, yeah, played the next hole pretty well. I thought I hit a really nice third shot in the wind completely switched on on that nice little 70 yard shot i hit hit it very well and the wind completely switched and i make a bogey there so kind of compounded the errors and you know i think missing some short putts was um you know kind of what what held me back is that just kind of reflective of southern hills that you could just be a little bit off and the bogey start to move oh yeah that is that is and i was i was just a little off with my game and you know this tough golf course demanding golf courses will will bite you and uh i got bit a little bit today on the backside, but um, yeah, I'll go try to iron a couple things out here and uh, try to get a good attitude, get some good rest, and get ready for tomorrow. Mike, did did your back? I think you had a back ailment kind of coming mm-hmm. into the week. Did that have anything to do with today's? You know, no, no nothing. Result? I was fine. Okay. I was fine. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm not a total hundred percent, but I'm feeling good, and, and it, you know, it was nothing to do with my back that. Uh, I just made some poor swings. All right. Uh, Sam? Uh, was there anything technically or with your feels that felt different than the first couple days, or, or was it just kind of Southern Hills being Southern Hills? I think um, the winds were obviously a lot stronger today and a little bit more 
for as strong as they were, they were they were moving around a lot. And I think when you get in those wins, if you're not committed, and I felt like I I was second guessing myself a lot. You know, I, I'd feel it one way and the other way, and I made some you know uncommitted swings. I think more than more than anything. Um, and when the winds are crossed, you got you know you have to really pick your line and, and be committed. And I just didn't do a good job of that today. Yeah, and then going into tomorrow, you're still in the final group. How do you kind of put this round behind you and focus on tomorrow? What's your mindset going into the final group with Stricker and Jacob tomorrow? Yeah, I mean the one thing is yeah, I'm happy to be in the last group to be um, to see what's going on and um, how I'll deal with it is just go do a little work. I'm going to go do a little work on the range and hit some chips and some putts and. Uh, kind of cool down and wind down and then go get some rest, get some good food and some rest. Mike, Mike, at a demanding test like this, what's the biggest internal challenge if you're a little bit off about just hanging in there? Yeah, and that is, a, yeah, that's a difficult thing, you know, when you're when you're struggling a bit, it's like the next hole, what, what am I going to yeah. do, you know? Yeah. And what I tried to do is just kind of stick to my fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Even though it was off, I didn't try to do anything different. I tried to just do what I do a little bit better um, in the last couple holes, I hit I hit some nice shots. I hit a beautiful three wood on 17. Unfortunately, I three putted and hit a great drive down 18 and a seven iron that it was left to right. And as soon as I hit it, went straight downwind. Um, so that was unfortunate. The ball really took off downwind on on my second shot because it was a nice shot. So I ended with some really nice swings. So that that felt good. We saw you on uh, 15, Mike, on your second shot, and uh, kind of looked like you had a tiger-esque follow-through there. Did did you give it a good rip? Did you swing really hard, or did you just kind of slip on you on a little bit? We were kind of 15? wondering what happened there on 15 on your second shot when you were coming in. You were oh, trying to hit it over I the had tree. to hit it over the tree. Yeah, yeah, so I had to I had to really swing hard at, and I thought the ball, you know, when the ball sits down like that, sometimes it jumps. Um, and I had to get the height on it, so I swung really hard, and I thought it might jump a little more, and it didn't. It just kind of came out like a normal nine iron. I was trying to kind of land it somewhere near the front of the green. But, yeah, the, not my forte, forte swinging hard out of the rough. Uh, I, I don't have that kind of power like uh, Tiger and some of the guys uh, do. To They had some incredible shots out of the rough. I was just trying to get it on the green somehow. Yeah. What uh, And you, you're not the only one who struggled on the back nine today, Mike. What do you think made it so tough? Is it just the northeast wind or maybe because mm-hmm. you mentioned the wind swirling a mm-hmm. lot of times on those back holes. If you get into the trees, the wind goes into the funnels and you can't really judge it. So what do you think made the back nine so tough today? I think just what you said, you know, it was a, it was a very strong wind and, and there was a lot of cross winds so you're starting the ball off the fairway a lot you know you're starting it down tree lines and you're starting down rough lines and that's where I was saying earlier you know you have to trust that you know the the, hopefully the wind's going to take it back so um, that that I think gets in your head a little bit Uh, at least it did for me today Um, so that that's what made it tough and then just one last one to piggyback off that the wind's supposed to switch to the southeast tomorrow are you more comfortable Mm. uh, in the southeast wind or the north wind you know what? I, I think yeah. When I played the played the course uh, in the practice rounds and stuff with that other wind, it did set up a little bit better for a lefty. So maybe that'll be good for me tomorrow. What do you do with the north wind on 16? Do you Strick said he goes yeah. up in the trees and just takes his chances. Yeah. Can I mean, you fly that bucker or do you? No, have I can't. To keep I'm not squeezing in between. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to fly it over those trees and let it let it drift. And I I didn't stay with the shot. And of course, it gets on the wind and, and went into the bunker and. Yeah, Strick, same thing, hit it down there, and he, he had a very solid shot, so the wind didn't touch it, and he got up there, uh, you know, past the trees and and had a shot. So, um, yeah, demanding tee shot for sure. Yeah, that's Mike Weir following his third round here at Southern Hills Country Club in the 2021 KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship. Uh, and Mike Weir, first off, gracious with his time to come up after the back 940 and really gave some great answers there. You know, Southern Hills uh, is a beast. The wind's going to flip tomorrow. It's going to play different, but he is just as much in this golf tournament as anybody. Only three shots back of Stricker. We know how quickly that can flip. Stricker shot 34 on the back nine today. Weir shot 40. Three shots really isn't anything. It's just going to be whoever comes out and plays better tomorrow. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that he didn't even realize that the wind was going to flip back to the south uh, again tomorrow. Uh, And I just thought it was uh, interesting, his comments right after that, him saying that he really feels more comfortable uh, as a left-hander with a south wind on this course, um, having a little less uh, right-to-left shots uh, for for a left-hander. It makes sense why he would feel a little more uh, comfortable with that uh, south wind. Yeah, it seemed like, I mean, for any of us guys, we've all done it before. We play a pretty good front nine, and then back nine we play bad. And it's always different. If you play the front nine bad and then the back nine good, you always feel 
it doesn't matter what if the score's the same, you're always going to feel better, right? Yeah. You always focus on the last as opposed to the first. So, what, I mean, what have you done for me lately? Ex- yeah. <laughs> exactly, and, and and they all add up to be the same. And, and so, go ahead, Sam. Yeah, no, just like he said, it was really important for him to be able to be in that final group. And like you said, only three shots back, even though it feels like he had a terrible day today, which I mean, he kind of did, but basically. To just put that behind him going to tomorrow, only three shots back, looking look looking Cheka and uh, Stricker right in the eyes, and maybe he can make something happen. Well, a lot of times in the final group, the the two guys at the top start playing each other. We've seen that happen a million times too, and so you know if if Weir puts himself in a position, he he's there to to pick up the uh, scraps, so to speak. So yeah, he's still in this golf tournament. Very much. I, I think that his uh, what seemed like a positive mindset after, and we, we talk about it, is it really just seemed like it was a bad few bad putts he had there and just a bad stretch of five holes there. I mean, he had a horrible wet shot in the 13, uh, made a mess of hole 12, um, missed a – he almost got an incredible recovery on 15 but missed a short one there. And then 16 is just a hard hole. I mean, he hit it in the bunker and had to lay up. So, I mean, it just seemed like he just had a, a tough stretch there. So, I mean – I think it it bodes well that he has enough confidence knowing that he's still in that final group and still has a chance to win with with some bad golf being played. I think that's that's a hell of a lot better than you come out and being mad at yourself and thinking that you shot yourself out of the tournament. Yeah, and it really wasn't just the short putts on that back nine. I mean, that was a big part of it, but those short putts were for par, and even the one on 12 was for bogey. He missed too many fairways. He missed in a real bad spot left on 12. Uh, he missed the fairway on 13. He was in the right rough. He missed the fairway on 15. He was in the left rough, and he was way back. He missed the fairway on 16. He was Bunker. in the fairway way bunker and he, he had no chance to advance it to the green so twice on that back nine on 12 and on 16 which are both par fours he couldn't even go for the green with his second shot so he's gonna have to be more accurate with his driver tomorrow yeah and that that's what he kind of alluded to uh was him saying you know it southern hills really maximizes your mistakes when you yeah. it, it really um you know even if you get a little uncomfortable out there technically you know you can really find yourself in some bad spots and he really did on that back nine but I mean I I don't think he is uh out of it and I really wouldn't like if someone is live betting out there or something I I wouldn't hate a little bet on Mike Weir for tomorrow after what I saw from him uh it, in the first two days and the fact that the south wind he feels more comfortable in tomorrow yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think, in all honesty, I think this is a tournament that it's going to start on number 10 tomorrow, I think. I don't think that unless for some reason Cheka or Weir goes out and shoots four over on the front nine, if they both do and Stricker's a few under, then maybe so. But I think that if anyone's within three shots of the lead on going into the back nine, I think they have a chance. So, so who, who do you all like tomorrow? Are you rooting for a, a certain guy, or who do you want to win? And then it, also who do you think is going to win? You know, Alex Cheka uh, got back to us on, on Instagram because we've been uh, trying to tag as many players. As we as we can, and he was one one of the ones that got back to us. So I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Cheka tomorrow because he's a, a very nice guy. And was very courteous to us nice. on social media. Nice. And uh, and you know one thing um, that I'll I'll point out about we're uh, we're today some of the comments he made and what most of our listeners out there can relate to playing in wind is just. He talked about how he couldn't make committed swings because it kept swirling. And, you know, one of the things that me and Colby in particular always joke about was in that the Tiger um, instructional videos that he did when he played in win with his irons. He would, like, step, step up to the ball with two different swings in his head and then pick one and commit to it. And it's like, we, we all can't do that. And it just goes to show that even the best players in the world, if they're not 100% committed to a shot, they're probably not going to hit it very well. So, you know, guys, if you're out there and you don't feel confident on a shot or a club that you're using, step back, pick something you're confident in and go with it because like I said the pro, the pro struggle with it just as much as we do yeah and I find myself really in a conundrum right now because I love Stricker he's the U.S. Ryder Cup captain and then Cheka you know responded to all our stuff and so I like Cheka and then today Mike Weir took the time to give us a really gracious interview after he had a really tough uh, back nine so well, I, mean, and Weir, I like all these guys. Weir had the gallery laughing on 17T because uh, we're right there and I mean I, I stood like five feet from him when they teed off on 17 and uh, we're standing there and Stricker's there and Mediate's there and both their caddies are there and Mike Weir's caddy's nowhere to be found. Mike Weir's caddy comes walking up like 30 seconds later. They're, they're like, guys, we got another caddy. Clear, clear the way. And his caddy steps under the ropes and Mike Weir looks at him and he goes, did you get lost? <laughs> got a big laugh from the gallery well, and everybody was having what fun. What about you, Dad? So Who do you I, like I picked, tomorrow? I picked Stricker before the tournament uh, but having said that, my other two picks of Els and Furick are nowhere to be found. Furyk 69 today, though. No, Furyk came back today. Nice. Uh, very proud of him. I, I'm just saying that we all 
are aware of the fact that Stricker has had a hard time closing tournaments uh, throughout his career, especially the bigger tournaments. He's had a great career, but he has had a hard time closing the door. He seems to be mentally tougher right now. But I got to tell you, I'm normally a current form guy. And Shake, I probably should have had Shake in my top three based on, on his current form and his, his uh, you know, two top threes in his last three tournaments, whatever it is, and winning the, the tradition. I'm telling you, Cheka showed me a lot today with that 32 on the second nine. And so, you know, if I'm picking right now, I, I might have more confidence in Cheka tonight than Stricker. I'll stick with my pick I made before the tournament. But uh, this is going to be fun to watch uh, tomorrow. Yeah, it is. I think, uh, I think I'll be pulling for Stricker tomorrow. I just think it'd be really cool to be here when the U.S. Ryder Cup captain wins the senior PGA championship. It's just, uh, I think that would be a really cool scene to watch Steve Stricker hoist the trophy. So I'll be rooting for him, but I don't know, man. I I really think any of those three guys could win the tournament. Obviously, it'll be tougher for Weir, but he's played some good golf at times this week. So if if I had to pick somebody, I'd probably pick the captain. He's in the lead. He's hitting a bunch of fairways, but man, I don't know. Chaka's playing good golf, and you, you never know. Weir made so many mistakes today, and he's still right in the tournament mm-hmm. so maybe he comes back and bounces back with a great round tomorrow i don't know it's it the tournament's still very much up for grabs you know one thing that i think's really cool about this guys we got out of the out of the top nine guys we have six countries represented we got america wow. uh, us of a um uh Czech is a german czech uh, he's uh, born in czechoslovakia immigrated to germany he lives in las vegas now so Quite, quite the life. <laughs> we, we might as well call him an American at this point. Um, but then we got Mike Weir from Canada, KJ Choi from South Korea, um, Stephen uh, Leaney from, from Australia, and uh, in T8 is Retief Goosen from South Africa. So I think that's really cool that to show how much that the game has become more global, the fact that you got so many people, so many players from around the world, different uh, banners being represented on the leaderboard. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about it. So uh, great stuff, Craig. Appreciate you joining us. Enjoy you the guys golf are tomorrow. tearing it up. I got to say, I mean, I'm very proud of what you guys are doing. I know Kim McLeod is proud of you, but you guys have put up some great, great content this week. So as a golf fan, I love it. Well, we're having a blast. It's not work. Uh, we're just watching golf and talking about golf. It's an absolute blast. Make sure you follow us on social media, 73rd Hole on Instagram, the 73rd Hole on Twitter. A lot more coming your way tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're back tomorrow on Sunday. Somebody will hoist a trophy, and we'll have it all for you. So look for that podcast tomorrow evening around the same time as the leaders will go off at noon tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Listening once again to the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.